art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is your host, Russ Burlingame, and with me today is a gentleman who is doing something very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Tucker Brennan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing to revive a uh, kind of indie film icon? Sure. So I grew up in a little town called Leonardo, New Jersey. Um, In the 90s was my formidable years. And I would get off the school bus at the quick stop uh, that's famous from the movie Clerks. And, you know, we would always quote the movie. We would go into the store and annoy the people that worked there. Spent a lot of time in and around that facility. And they shut down, I believe it was, I haven't gotten a straight answer from the owners of exactly when it shut down, but I believe it's been about 20 years now that the video store, RST Video, has been closed. Um, and what we're doing is I, I've worked with the owners of the video store and of Quick Stop. It's the same ownership. And mm-hmm. we're going to be reopening the store, hopefully in November. Fingers crossed. If things go well um, from the funding standpoint, we should be good to go in November. We've got a lot of work ahead of us, though, first. And I, I will say, for me, I've had that same issue. I don't know exactly when the store closed down. I do know that there's a bunch of photos of, like, a party thing, like a, a bash yep. that they had in 99. Yeah, and correct, yeah. That that always struck me as kind of odd because 99 was the first time I drove down to Leonardo and RST was, I think, already permanently closed when I got there. I'd never been inside the building. Yeah, they, they may have had that party. I need to get a straight answer from somebody on that. I know Brian O'Halloran and some others were there, um, but I don't know if that was like a farewell party for the store. I, I'm not sure. I, that was right around the time where DVDs started to take over. And the store added some DVDs to their inventory, but not very many. And I, I think that was kind mm-hmm. of the death blow to RSP was that they decided not to invest in, in DVDs. And 1999 was kind of when that was all happening. Yeah, it was a rough time for a lot of smaller stores because if you didn't have a bunch of revenue on hand to basically double your store, right. then you were falling behind. Exactly, exactly. So Emerald City is the name of your podcast, and it's a, a movie podcast with people it, that used to it, work in a video store together. Yes, yeah. Uh, Emerald City Video was the name of a family-owned video store in East Syracuse. And, uh, oh. in fact, we, we got this thing called the George Newman Award from the Video Software Dealers of America, which is an award that doesn't exist anymore because it's for the best video store in the country with under 100 locations. Okay. And uh, – now, now that every video store in the country has under 100 locations, I feel like it would be uh, redundant. Oh, we should totally resurrect that award and figure out who, who deserves it. That's a really good idea. <laughs> and also figure out who George Newman was, because I know that I got the award. Um, I, I was the manager of the store that year, uh, and oh, like yeah. the owners went out to Las Vegas to accept the award, and they were like, hey, good job, guys. But uh, I, because I wasn't in Vegas, I have no idea who the guy is. Wow, that's crazy. That's odd. That's awesome, though. I, I worked in a video store as well called Moondogs Video that was owned by my father's best friend. And every single time 
I came into work. He would always be working during the day, and I would come in at night. And the first thing he would say to me, he was like a, an old hippie guy. He's like, dude, Tucker, want to smoke a J? And I'm like, no, man, I'm not smoking a joint with you. You're my dad's best friend. He would kill me. Also, I'm technically at work, so that's usually yeah. a bad idea. Well, obvi- obviously he was okay with that part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and he was the owner of the place. So uh, how, other than just being somebody who grew up in the area and, and who – has affection for these movies. What motivated you to, uh, to try and get RST back on the <laughs> ground? And, and how did you talk them into actually letting you try it? Cause oh, it man. seems like they must've been approached 20 times in the last 20 years. Well, you would think so, but they actually haven't been <laughs> ironically enough. Uh, people approach them. So I've asked, you know, I've, I've been very, uh, I've been very deliberate in the process that I've taken with them because they can be mm-hmm. somewhat insular in, in terms of um, the clerk stuff. And, you know, they don't yeah. sell a lot of merchandise at the store that's clerks related. They have a couple of quick stop shirts, but, you know, they, they haven't really pushed that side of the business. Um, so I mm-hmm. think that there was a little bit of a kind of a disconnect from the family. They, they wanted to run a convenience store. And it was almost a bit, I, from what I've observed, so – a little bit of history for me. Uh, I was a, a cigarette smoker very young. And I would sit out in front of Quick Stop for hours at a time until some, like, 18-year-old kid would come by and buy me a pack of cigarettes. So I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time sitting out in front of that store, a lot of time. I've been kicked out many times, which I, I laugh <laughs> with the, the family about now. Um, but they, they would kind of shuffle us off, and we'd go around the corner and, so I spent a lot of time there, and I know that the tourists that came, that show up, the people that are mm-hmm. hardcore Kevin Smith fans, they can be a little bit difficult sometimes, especially the international people, and they mm-hmm. feel like they kind of have a sense of ownership over the store. So I think to some degree, the family that owns the store was probably frustrated by that. And I'm totally putting words in their mouth, so they may completely disagree. Right. No, I understand. But I mean, from, what I from my perspective, from my perspective, I can certainly understand, like, you're the owner of a small business. You're probably, like, making a pretty modest profit. You do this kid who works for you a favor by letting him shoot this movie in your, in your store, and you have right. no idea that for the rest of your life you are going to have people coming <laughs> in and screwing with your eggs. Right, 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 right. Exactly. That's, that's the kind of stuff that they deal with all the time. And I was asking... I was asking the clerk there, so do you get people in here all the time saying, I'm not even supposed to be here today? And he was like, every single day. So I'm, mm-hmm. the, the folks that I have that are going to be working in the video store have to be very well prepared for a lot of clerk's quotes and a lot of people asking for Navy SEALs and all sorts of other stuff that's going to happen on a daily basis. The way that you have kind of couched the RST video revival on your Indiegogo project is that it's going to be very much a, like a niche place that embraces that history. Uh, Was that a difficult thing to kind of get them to sell or get them to, uh, to come around to, or was that something that was easier than getting them to revive the store? You know, you know, it's interesting because when, um, when I first talked with them, the, the business plan, so it's been closed for so long 
They've been generating no mm-hmm. revenue from the room, right? It's a very mm-hmm. small place. I told them that I wanted to rent it out as a video store. And the conversation that I had with, um, with I, I'm sure that I can use their name, was Mr. Topper. Uh, mm-hmm. I spoke with him first, and he is the one that allowed Kevin to shoot clerks there. It's the same, same family, same person. Uh, right. When I went to him, I went and I spoke to him. He has a fragrance store in Hazlitt, New Jersey, where he mm-hmm. resides. Um, and I went and I spoke with him in his store, and I just talked to him about how I grew up in Leonardo. I talked to him about how much I love those movies. And it was it was fairly evident to me that they didn't see value in the video store because they were still thinking about it in the way they did in 1999, right? Mm-hmm. The video store, who has VHS player anymore? We're not going to be able to rent anything. And I talked with him a little bit about the business plan to sell some merchandise. And the, really the only concerns that they had for this were that we don't conflict with the business going on at Quick Stop. And I mm-hmm. assured him many, many times and many times over that we have no intentions on hinging on Quick Stop's business. If anything, we're going to drive a lot of business to Quick Stop because everybody that's gone to visit that place for the last 20 years hasn't been able to get into the video store. So many of yeah. them, I believe, are going to come back so that they can see it and experience it. And they're all going to go into Quick Stop. And they're all going to buy some crap from them. And it's, it's going to be good for everybody. So once I kind of explained that, they were on board. I, I had offered um, some basically equity in the business, but they, they just wanted rent. So we went with rent. Um, and awesome. they, they've been very, very awesome to work with. Um, I, I see why Kevin got involved with them to begin with. Uh, very enterprising, uh, very much in the spirit of partnership. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like working with them, and I'm happy that they're going to be the landlords for this place and, and that they'll be benefiting from it as well. And one of the things that you see both on the Indiegogo and on the, the Instagram page where you and I first connected is that there's a bunch of – that everything is more or less as it has been for 20 years. You've got VHS tapes exactly. that are still sitting there with the old stickers, and you've got the – the Alvin and the Chipmunks poster. Uh, it, do you feel like that's that's? I mean, obviously, a lot of those tapes are are going to be not really watchable because of the way VHS degrades. But at the same time, it's almost like no, this is like has inherent value because the people who are going to be coming here for Kevin Smith are going to be able to see like, oh no, this is the one that was in the background of that shot. Right. Right. So, well, there's two components to that. First of all, I, I understand the premise of what you said. But I went mm-hmm. in there um, a year, maybe two years ago, close to two years ago. And I first, it's interesting how this played out. This would probably be, be good for, uh, for this discussion. Mm-hmm. So I went to them and pretended that I wanted to rent out one of their spaces. So in the building mm-hmm. that Quick Stop's in, in, in the little strip that they have, there are four separate spaces. None of them have been occupied for more than a few months in years. So mm-hmm. I went, I called the phone number that was on the, the window for, if you're interested in renting this place, please call me here. And I right. basically feigned interest in renting the place next door. But really what I wanted was to buy their VHS tapes because part mm-hmm. of uh, what you had asked me earlier was, how did I get into this and how did this even become a thing? And mm-hmm. for me, I uh, when 
when Vine used to exist, which is like a throwback now, um, yeah. I started an account basically by accident where I was just ta- uh, taking clips of my VHS tapes and I put them on Vine. And I have a pretty substantial collection. At this point, I have over 3,000 VHS tapes in my collection. A lot of weird mm. educational stuff, a lot of random like tapes off TV tapes that I got from friends, um, just a, a ton of stuff. So at first, I was just holding my phone up to a CRT TV that I had, and I was taking videos that way. And then I said, you know what? People seem to like this. I had like a couple hundred followers. So I learned how to edit, and I started editing video and putting edited videos online. And that mm-hmm. took off to a degree that I never expected. And by the time Vine was set, I had over 50,000 followers, and it was like a thing. And then mm-hmm. after Vine died, an unfortunate death, which I'm still very upset about because I had an entire complicated network of hashtags that I put on Vine <laughs> that are now gone in the sands of time. Um, but I started with Instagram after that because by that point, Instagram had looping. So I was able to use my old content and kind of republish it in a new forum. And Instagram's gone relatively well as well for me. So um, Mm -hmm. that account is OGVHS. And I'm sure some of your listeners or readers uh, will have heard of that at some point. Um, But it's mostly just old TV and old video that I put online. So Mm -hmm. having said that, there was, uh, I had this idea that I wanted to sell tapes from RST because I thought that there would be a lot of people out there that would just want a tape with a sticker on it, regardless of what it is, from RST. So I pretended to be interested in renting the shop. I called them up. I went to go visit the shop. And then when I went to visit it, I looked around and I was like, oh, you guys have a lot of videotapes. I collect videotapes. And I ended mm-hmm. up buying a bunch of videotapes from them. Well, the story is actually funny. It's that... <laughs> I put this up on a Friday night at about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and I went to bed relatively early that night, and it was just in my mm-hmm. Instagram story, and all that I said was selling RST videotapes, and I had one of the tapes with me, so I took a picture of the, the sticker, and I said, I'm selling mm-hmm. RST videotapes for $10 shipped, and I gave my, my PayPal account, and the next morning mm-hmm. I woke up, and I had $900 in my PayPal account, and I was like, Uh, hopefully I could say that but it was a logistical disaster because I need to figure out what everybody's addresses are I still have people that claim that they haven't gotten tapes yet and now that the store is going to become a thing I'll make sure that that's all remedied but it it was a total mess so that's how I got involved with the toppers in the first place now Mm -hmm. how RST happened was for years I've been saying with my friends Somebody needs to open that place up and just make it a video store, and it probably won't be very profitable, but you'll get a ton of people coming in there. So I, I went through some major life changes recently, and one of the things that I decided to do was to go to my list of ideas that I had and kind of reevaluate them and determine which of my ideas uh, made the most sense to actually implement now that things have changed in my life. And mm-hmm. RST was at the top of the list because – I want it to exist again. I want to be able to go in there and rent a tape. Or we're going to rent VCRs and and other things as well to be able to facilitate it. And DVDs and Blu-rays and all kinds of stuff. Um, Yeah. But I want it to be there. And I want it to exist. And it makes me sad that it's been closed for so long. So, you know, after talking with the family and finding out what the costs are going to be, I just said, screw it. I'm going for it. 
And I don't have a ton of money, um, but I did start the Indiegogo campaign, which has been – we've had moderate success so far, but it's basically just been me promoting it. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's really the key for us because we have – we have some pictures that are up on the Indiegogo campaign of the shape that the store is in right now. And everything is there as it was, but they ripped the, the door for the porn room off and they were going to yeah. throw it away. And I was like, no, 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 no. You do not throw that door away. You put that door right back where it came from with everything still on it exactly the way that it is. So, right. We're, but we do have a lot. We've got to rebuild the shelving. We've got to paint the plates. There's going to be a lot of work. That go, and the floors need to be either ripped out or totally, like, professionally cleaned. Um, we, I want to make it a comfortable place for people to come in, even though it still has to maintain the original uh, feel. So I don't want to change much, but we have to update some stuff just for safety and, and so that we can have a viable business. Right. And do you think, uh, obviously, one of the things you've talked about in, in the Indiegogo campaign is wanting to be, wanting to serve niche customers. And obviously, there are yeah. people who are still very into VHS. There's like whole documentaries sure. and books and things that talk about it. Uh, do you foresee, it, like, at Open, the store being principally a, like, a VHS niche kind of mecca? Or do you think that uh, you're going to try to do, like, a more traditional video store and do a little of everything? Well, we're going to do a little of everything just because I know the clientele in that area having grown up there. And we will have mm-hmm. local people, especially older local people, that want to come in and rent tapes. And, and they're going to want to rent, like, crappy action movies and the type of stuff that was in the store originally. So Navy we're Seals. planning on – Yeah, exactly, Navy Seals. I'm going to have to deal with that for the rest of my adult life, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> people coming into the store and saying, oh, do you have a copy of Navy Seals? I should probably buy, like – 50 of them off eBay and sell them for $50 a piece. But maybe that's an idea to put in the back pocket. <laughs> that's actually you, what you should do is you should track down that one like local theater actor who was the, the Ooh Navy Seals guy oh. and just have him <laughs> sign a bunch. Oh my God. These ideas, this is why I have to talk to people like you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see that, that's, that's what Smith said when I talked to him, uh, when I interviewed him this week, because uh, I started by telling him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw Strike Back 29 times in the theater. And he was just like, wow. well, fuck, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> we, a buddy of mine and I, we were going for 37, but, you know, 9-11 happened, and because uh, Will Ferrell calls oh. them terrorists like 100 times in the movie, they yanked it from theaters. <laughs> right. Oh, they did. That's, I forgot about that. Yeah, That's the right. weirdest... The, the weirdest of the the many things that 9/11 like got pulled from release that was probably the weirdest because like they were the word terrorism was only in there like as a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've got to go back. It's been a long time since I've watched Strike Back. Yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of Clerks and Clerks too lately. To just like I know Clerks like the back of my hand. Right. I was actually more of a Mallrats guy to be totally honest with you. I've seen Mallrats probably a hundred times if I had to estimate. And I could recite the whole first half of the movie almost off the top of my head. So that was. I feel like funny. a lot of people, if you're under forty, that was probably your like where you broke into Kevin Smith. Yeah, I, I mean, it was close for me just because of where I lived, and that, that that's was fair. Like yeah, <laughs> institution, and everybody needed to see it because that's like literally the town that I lived in. It was shot in. 
So I saw Clerks first, but I just kind of connected with Ball Rats a little bit more. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's like the, the kind of comic booky nature of it, um, how it's a little bit more accessible. Because I was, what, 13 years old or something when I saw those movies for the first time? 12 or 13? Yeah. And they'd been out already for a while. So yeah. I didn't get a chance to see Mallrats or Clerks in the theater. I did get to see Clerks 2 in the theater by the time that came out. Mm-hmm. I was of age that I was allowed to do that. Uh, and I've seen all the other movies since then as well. Uh, but I haven't really gone this back to Strike Back. I've watched Dogma many times. I've watched Chasing Amy many times. But Strike Back's one that I haven't really re-reviewed, and I need to do that before I watch it. It's funny. I... I think partly because I had seen it so many damn times. Uh, I hadn't rewatched it in a while until Reboot became a thing. And right. uh, the they did not tell me ahead of time that they were going to provide me with a screener so that I could watch Reboot. And oh, wow. So I, I have seen it. I can't say anything about it because I'm under embargo, but I have seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, because I did not know I was going to see it and I did know I was going to talk to Kevin and Jay – I sat up late the night before and I watched the commentary track on Strike Back because I'm like, I'm going to be really clever and I'm going to ask a bunch of questions nobody thought of because I'm watching a 20-year-old commentary track. Right. Um, right. And then they just gave me the movie the next day and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a whole new series of questions you need to ask. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny. Uh, I actually, I've had this conversation with folks before where, you know, you, you get that question, like the, the hypothetical of like, if you had all the money you could you could use, what would you do with it? And I'm like, man, if I if I had a million dollars, I would probably reopen Emerald City, just because. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's just a dopey like video store in a small town, but like we had so much goddamn fun there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I can't afford to do it now. I got kids. I got a real job. Uh, but if if money was no object, like hundred percent, I would. I, I would open it up and then I'd be there every day before work because, you know, I cover TV, so I work nights. <laughs> right, right. Well, but, I'll be uh, there after hours in my case. So I, I work a day job. I do have a job. Yeah. I work for a technology company um, in operations, and that takes up all of my day. But I have a guy named Mike who – so I, I put up a post on Instagram. This, most of my either best or worst ideas come from me posting something on Instagram. I put up a, a post – asking for an assistant and I was looking for somebody and I'm a total Bernie bro. So I thought I would pay them $15 an hour because otherwise I'm a total hypocrite. And um, <laughs> I offered this out and within minutes, Mike got back to me and Mike happens mm-hmm. to live in ocean And he reached out to me and he um, sent me his resume and he had done some assistant work before, just moved out back to the East coast, grew up here, uh, had been living in L.A., and he was interested in getting involved just with my, my OG VHS stuff, not even having anything to do with Kevin Smith. Now, he's very – I'm very passionate about video store culture. You're, you guys are going to need to talk to him because he is yeah. so passionate about it. He wrote a lot of the stuff that we have on the Indiegogo campaign because he's mm-hmm. going to be the store manager. I, I told him this recently if he wants to do it, and he said he did. Um, he's going to be the manager of the store because he has so many awesome ideas for what to do with a video store in, in the year 2019 that mm-hmm. I think is going to be pretty successful. I, I think it's going to work out, and we're able to you know keep our costs relatively low. It's just all the startup costs 
that we're struggling yeah. with right now. Which, of course, is, I mean, that's, again, we talked a little bit about the fact that things were not super kind to the video industry in the <laughs> yeah. late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, you, you guys are still going to have the same basic issues sure. now because you, you still have to, like, rebuild the, the entire inventory of a store, which is kind of the most expensive part of a video store. Well, actually, since you mentioned that, they have all the tapes. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of buying them from the family. They wanted mm-hmm. us to buy them in bulk, and if the Indiegogo campaign goes the way that I'm hoping that it will, um, then we're going to do that because I want to own them. Uh, they don't want to own them anymore, but they also know that there's some tapes there that are valuable, but they don't want mm-hmm. to have to go through all of them and price everything out and do all that stuff. So right. if, if I give them a, a solid offer on the entire collection, we'll be able to, to own the tapes and rent the, the store, and then that way, if we decide at some point that we want to sell some of them online, if, if I get the agreement in place that we're going to buy them, you know, if the Indiegogo mm-hmm. campaign gets to like a third of what what we're looking for total, yeah. um, and I have enough money that I can buy, they have about 3,000 tapes that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can buy those tapes from them, then we'll definitely have a tier on Indiegogo, or we'll come up with a way to be able to send tapes out uh, that are low priority for us, but that it would be cool for people to have them. Right, which is actually how you and I first in, met up, which was that you posted something on a Kevin Smith-related Instagram post, and out of curiosity, I was like, why is there somebody with an RFC video handle on Instagram? Yep. And followed <laughs> and followed through and, and saw what you were doing, and that was my very first thought is like, oh, if you need to make money, just sell those fucking tapes because people will pay – more than they're worth to have a tape right. that has an RFT sticker on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm totally aware of that. It, I just want to – so my, my objective with this, there's two things. We, we do want to run it in a modern way, but also I want for people to walk into the store and feel like they're walking into the movie set. So we're, right. we're going to have the original cash register, which are already there. I had written into our lease that we would have all the original equipment that was available – um, all of the signage is still in there. It's it's like a freaking time capsule. They just happen to rip out a bunch of stuff from the room that we've got to put back in now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what's got to happen. Um, so as far as opening, my target right now is for mid-November. A lot mm-hmm. of that is dependent on what happens with the Indiegogo campaign. A lot of that is dependent on my travel schedule because I have to tra- travel a lot for work. Um, right. I'm actually going to be in China on Saturday, <laughs> from Saturday huh. to Saturday. So that makes things a little bit difficult to manage. But like I mentioned before, I've got Mike who can help mm-hmm. make sure everything's taken care of. So um, uh, there's a lot of I, – I don't want to give anyone a firm date at this point because I think it could potentially move. If it moves mm-hmm. past mid-November, we're likely looking at, like, end of year uh, because right. with the holidays coming up, it would be – we, we want to have a big, awesome, grand reopening party. And mm-hmm. uh, when, when we do that, part of that, the Indiegogo campaign itself, uh, we've got different levels for attendance. So there's a level for just a regular attendee where you can come and hang out during the party. There's a level for kind of like back, backstage access and being able to see the store early. And, uh, and then there's another level for VIPs, which is totally separate from everything else. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to make this uh, a thing, 
and it's going to be super fun. And I looked at all the pictures from the Stash Bash that you mentioned earlier, and mm -hmm. I want to try and have as much fun as those friggin' guys had when they had mm -hmm. the party there. It was it was obvious from the pictures that everybody was just loving it, and that's what I oh, want yeah. to happen here. Now, is it is it a little bit, and again, like, I say frustrating in the nicest possible way, but is it a little bit frustrating yeah. that you're like, oh, you know, if it wasn't specifically Kevin Smith's video store, we could, you know, sell comics and pop culture apocrypha and make it a thing that is a little bit easier to differentiate from, like, the family video 20 miles away? Well, I want to create the family video because in our area it doesn't exist. For me, I wanted to open a video store somewhere, and there was no friggin' more perfect place than RST. Uh -huh. So I, I just had an idea while I was uh, waiting to get on the phone with you for how we can modify one of our Indiegogo levels to make it way mm -hmm. more awesome. So we have a level that's just called 37 with a bunch of exclamation points and question marks. And what I'm going to do now is for anybody that signs up for the 37 level, I'm going to mm -hmm. send 37 dicks, and then we'll <laughs> be, uh, you'll find out what that means when you receive it, but 37 dicks will be sent to everyone that <laughs> signs up for the 37 level. I, I know exactly what I'm going to be sending, but I don't want to give away the surprise because anybody right, right. the dicks, I want them to uh, open it with a sense of wonder and, and be <laughs> Which, you know, is, is pretty much the appropriate response to 37 dicks. Right. <laughs> no. All right. So, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about the Indiegogo campaign. You're trying to raise, I think it's about $35,000. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. Um, we we Which, still will be able to operate. Uh, we, yeah. we, that's the goal for us to get up and running mid-November, buy the stock, do the painting, mm -hmm. take care of the floors, do all the crap that we need to do. We've got to pay, right. obviously, for rent, and we've got to pay for other stuff, too. And business is going to be very, very slow when we don't have a store yet to rent anything out of. So, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, I think if we can approach that amount, we're going to be in really good shape, and we're going to be able to open up pretty quickly. And all the fans that have been clamoring to get into that place for years, they wouldn't mm -hmm. let anyone in. Uh, they'll all be able to get in, and, and it will be what they've hoped for for a long time. I, you know, I feel like, too, you could probably – it's probably like a violation of OSHA, and you would immediately be shut down. But but the way that fandom works, you could probably, like, just say, like, hey, give us 100 bucks, and you can come help us clean the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. Uh, we, we're certainly taking volunteers. If you have any listeners that are in – the New Jersey, specifically Monmouth County area mm -hmm. uh, near Leonardo, we're, we're going to need yeah. some help. So have them, if you can't contribute financially, totally understood. I probably couldn't do it myself right now. But um, if you have a, a handle end, we're going to have some days where we need help getting everything cleaned mm -hmm. up and set up and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, and, and this is this is such a cool idea. I'll try to keep abreast of all of that so that as things progress, I can uh, – mention that on the show or put it in show notes so that people who are paying attention to, to you guys through us can easily find that without necessarily having to go hunting. Yeah, the, the best place is to follow. I set up social media for everything at this point. So mm -hmm. we have a page on, on Facebook that you can follow. We have our Instagram account, which is the Instagram and Twitter accounts are both 
at RST Videos, plural. So RST V I D E O S. Um, mm-hmm. RST Video on both platforms was unsurprisingly taken, but the plural version was not. And I thought that that was kind of the simplest solution. So yeah, um, yeah. If they can follow on any of those. I, I would say Instagram and Facebook are probably the two best places because I just hate Twitter, so I don't use it very much. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, two, I feel you. Yeah, we'll mostly be using that for retweeting and keeping up with people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Instagram and Facebook will be updating regularly with status. And also, if you subscribe to or if you sign up for the Indiegogo campaign at any level, we'll be sending out periodic updates just about what's going mm-hmm. on. And another thing, too, that's happening is that I've got um, some friends that are in New York City, which is about, for those that don't know, it's about an hour and 15 minutes away from Leonardo, maybe an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to shoot a bunch of footage and edit it together <clears throat> into like a mini documentary about this. Nice. So we're going to do that in addition to opening the store. And I think a lot of the, the Kevin Smith heads out there uh, would be interested in seeing how this came to be, or at least from the point that we're at now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, too, that's that's the kind of thing that you can just immediately turn around and be like, okay, well, we can rent this now. Right, exactly. And, and we also, we are planning on renting. There are a lot of um, filmmakers and, and whatnot that are creating VHS again just out of love of it from their, their childhood or their earlier years. Mm-hmm. So we are planning on renting out new tapes as well, but we want to make sure we have all the stock of the old tapes too on the shelf. Yeah, I, I will say uh, you should check out. There's a, a a film called Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Okay. I'm Velocipaster. It. It's about a, a a Catholic priest who it comes into contact with an ancient artifact and starts Incredible Hulk like turning into oh a uh, dinosaur and killing people. Wow. And okay, it is. It is, even listening to that description, it is both so much better and so much dumber than you would think. Oh, my God. And uh, th- as far as I know, I they did today. release that on VHS. Yeah, it's it's nine ninety nine on Vudu, so you can watch it digitally, like, right now. Oh but, uh, okay, I know what I'm doing tonight. We, yeah, we did an episode, actually, a couple of weeks ago that was, uh, we talked about Velocipaster and the, and the Banana Splits movie, oh, which I don't know I if you've seen. Banana Split too. Well, have seen you seen the movie? movie? I haven't seen it's a horror movie. movie. Really? Yes. It's about two when months ago. Out? They released a two months ago. Uh, oh, so yeah, it's new. Yeah, it's like a basically it's like Warner Brothers wanted their version of Five Nights at Freddy's, and they were like, right. "But wait, we have the original." <laughs> wow. And yeah, uh, and That's so crazy. as you can imagine, spending two hours talking about. Uh, the murderous banana splits movie and then Velocipaster. <laughs> that that was a fun episode. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I, I definitely need to catch that one. I'll go back and listen to that. Yeah. So thanks very much for for coming on. Uh, I'll be, Glad to be here. I'll be jumping on to back something on on Indiegogo soon. I just I, I needed to uh, wait until today when I had actual money. <laughs> <laughs> I know because that that's how it works when you have kids. I appreciate you coming on, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what you get, what you can do with this because this is a, a really cool idea, and it's something that I think anybody who looks back on their 20s and 30s and really misses the video store culture has at least had the passing thought of like, you know, I could open one of those, yep. <laughs> but mostly, mostly, most of us can't. 
So uh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm super excited oh. to get down there uh, and to visit you guys once you're up and running. Well, you are welcome to come anytime. You can even come early if you want to take a couple of pictures before and after. So you let me know, and we'll we'll arrange it. All right, terrific. Thanks so much. Our listeners can find more information about the return of RST Video at rstvideo.net. In the meantime, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video, and always remember to rewind your cassettes. A-C-E-N. <laughs>